Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch. I'm Jolly Paul. On episode 142, we have been to Shudder to watch When Evil Lurks. In our Something to Scream About, we are talking about our favourite and our worst remakes. And in our movie from the vault, we have watched High Tension, otherwise known as some pe- to some people as Switchblade Romance. How are you guys? Very well. Very good. Yeah, well, I'm okay. <laughs> you all right, Matt? <laughs> no, because that's just taken me six chances to get through that intro because I don't know what's going on with my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, how have you been, Matt? What's been going on? Tell me what, what you Brilliant, been doing. mate. <laughs> I have been watching some movies for a freaking change. Do you want to hear what I've been watching? Yes, please. Yes, please. So, I've been down a bit of a rabbit hole, so sit back and relax. So number one on my list was Hell House LLC Origins of the Carmichael Manor. Have you both oh, seen I, it? I see what you've done here. <laughs> no. No. The original one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've whoa, not whoa. seen any of them. So. Uh, the, oh, I've seen hang the original. On, hang on, let's rewind this. Jordy Paul, you haven't seen any of them. No. Horror Homework, please go and watch the first one. They're okay. all on they're all on Shudder. Yeah. No excuses. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm too kind of sitting myself tall off. <laughs> and then you need to watch the new one. Because literally one of the best horrors I've seen in years. Like okay. If you well, like I'll, the first one, you'll love this one. Then I went to uh what did I watch this on? On Amazon Prime? I went and watched the original Suspiria. Oh cool. You've seen it before? Nope. Which I've never seen. But that was a uh, interesting watch you've seen a few you've seen a few agento now so what do you think of this one it's weird i don't know if i like it or if i love it or if i don't love it i don't know really i i really don't know i think i need to watch it again but i love the music the music was insane and it's it's just batshit crazy the whole thing through yeah i don't know i think maybe we need it for a movie from the vault sometimes maybe cool um, and then i watched a kind of movie documentary i don't know if you guys have seen clapboard jungle it's on the arrow label no what's that stream it on arrow it's like a talking heads thing and i thought it's just going to be like loads of directors talking about kind of movies and stuff but it's actually not so yeah it follows this dude called justin mcconnell um and he's like a, a basically a um, director writer producer and it's kind of a talking heads but it talks all about kind of the journey of the making a film and how you get it literally to the cinema or even made and it's a really really cool insight on how the movie business works and how absolutely ruthless and horrible it can be and how hard it is um because obviously we just go to cinema and go oh yeah that was great or that was crap and there's so much more process in it which it's just so interesting you guys should watch it it's really really good really really interesting and it's got loads of horror directors in there and stuff like that which then led me on to watch a movie that was at fright fest a couple of years ago which i never got around to watching that got quite a lot of um respect and he actually directed it and he was there so we were probably in the same vicinity of him when he when he went and uh showcased this but it was called life changer you guys okay. seen that no i've not seen life no. changer so i went on and watched that so it's like it was really cool it was kind of like 
bit bit of the bit, don't really explain much of, of what goes on but the premise of it is that he um there's what i guess is kind of an alien is like morphing into bodies um and he's kind of like doing some other weird shit but i don't really want to spoil it it's low budget it's an indie film but it's, it's actually quite good so maybe go and seek that one out then i went down the rabbit hole again <laughs> The How House LLC 2, the Aberdeen Hotel. So that, that I watched that as well. Not so, so that one's a prequel, right? That, so yeah, so there's the first one, which is setting it all up. Then this is the second one where they go back. And I haven't watched the third yet. Okay. But you don't need to watch. Uh, you only need to see really, I'd say, one. If you want to watch the latest, it doesn't really refer to much else. Okay. So don't no, no, I, I'm going to complete the whole thing. I've, I've been told now, so that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd only go and watch one of you, but anyway, yeah. But it, it was okay. Number two was okay, but it wasn't nothing on 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 the uh, fourth one because that was just insane. Then <laughs> I went on to um, Netflix and I saw a little cool short that came up. Um, it just literally came up on my feed called Disco Inferno. Oh, we talked about that last time. Did we yeah. talk about this? Have you guys seen it? No, I've seen it because we, we talked about um, uh, Jed Shepard's uh, short yeah. last episode. And I also caught Disco Inferno as well. What, what did you think of it? I didn't, is, is that Jed Shepard then? No, not oh, Disco okay. Inferno. Right. Yeah, no, I thought it was a really cool little kind of like little short, really. It was pretty interesting, pretty scary in places. And yeah, it was all right. I liked it. It was, it, was, it was short, sweet, to the point, and it was kind of ghostly. I, I really kind of, and I liked the way the setting of it as well. It's like a roller disco. It's cool. Yeah, the music was cool as well. Do you think because of the strike though that that's Netflix have actually uh, got a bit different content in it when all we'll, we'll bung whatever we can on there and somehow got sort of a bit more indie, know, a bit of a winner. Yeah. Strike's mm-hmm. over now though. Yeah, that's it. Fuck the shorts. <laughs> Back so, to straight stings. <laughs> yeah. So. I've not finished there. I've got two more bits and then it's over to you guys. It's the Matt podcast this week. Um, I bought a box set that we've talked about before. It's uh, because it's come out on Blu-ray now. Um, It's just called Arrow, basically, video. And it's got, it's really, really cool. And it's got five movies in it, which some we've already done. So um, it's got Cellar Dweller in there, um, Dolls, uh, Robot Jocks, Arena, and the Dungeon Master. So I thought I'll pick one at random and just watch it. <laughs> and I want to pick it for a movie for The Vault because it's called The Dungeon Master. Have either of you guys seen The Dungeon Master? No. no I noticed this on Letterboxd, Matt, and I was like, fucking hell, this looks... <laughs> it's, it's, mate, it got fucking four stars from me. <laughs> yes. Literally, it's, it's, like, it's a movie, but it's, it's really weird because when it starts, it was just like... It's a directed by it, and there's like seven directors. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be a mess. But what it is, is like, is technically there's seven. It's not an anthology. It does run through, but it's like seven little kind of little vignettes or like parts of the movie. And each one is directed by someone. And you'll notice the names as well. You'll know the names straight up when you see them. You'll be like, oh my God, it's that person. Oh my God. But I'll have to pick it for a moving vault because it is... um interesting in places and very problematic for today's times Ooh, <laughs> shall I, like I say that. you'll love it you'll love it and the last but not least thing 
and I cannot believe I've never seen this. And I've always picked it up. I've always wanted to see it. It wasn't really, it's never really on any streaming places. But I watched Trick or Treat. Have you guys seen this? No, and again, I haven't watched it, but I've seen it round, and, and it's like, why the fuck have I not seen this movie yet? It's well, really seen merch. I've seen merch. all the merch attributed to it. Well, that, that's the thing. We got we got loads of merch where we work and stuff, and and I was just like, I, I've always wanted to watch it. I've always, for some reason, it's passed me by always, and I don't know why. And I finally on um, basically Halloween thought, sod it, I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna buy it off of Amazon, just watch it. So I watched it and I fucking loved it. It's fucking, I did not know where it was going. I didn't know what was happening. I was like, I fucking love this. So yeah. I implore you to go and watch it. Even so much that I went online straight away and bought the NECA figure of the character <laughs> and character Sam. Oh, okay, it's, cool. It's fucking awesome, man. I like, if you open it up, I know it's fucking crap showing this on a podcast, but it's, it's like so cool. You'll have to do an unboxing, mate, on uh, on the yeah. uh, the old TikTok. I and I even got the Funko as well. So I was like, Jesus Christ, fair play! Fucking brilliant! I loved it. I loved Thanks. it. I'm now a trick or treat fan, and um, yeah, it's cool. Nice. It's what about fun. you, guys? Sorry about that. Well, that was episode 142. John is now. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going next. I ain't got that much. Fucking hell. But it was Halloween, so on the 31st, I did watch two two horror movies. Um, I watched Bad Samaritan with David Tennant, because uh, my uh, lovely wife is a David Tennant fan, so that's the one that I could make her watch. <laughs> Hadn't seen it. It was a Fright Fest about two, three years ago. Um, honestly, rate this one. It was um, it was pretty damn good. It's like he plays a, a very cool serial killer. Um rich sort of fetish sort of guy um i really really got it it's him and uh the chap from uh preacher uh, and uh misfits i can't remember his name you remember the curly hair oh, a- yeah. adrian oh, something or other but he's fucking great in everything i see so it, yes that's it um so yeah i really got on with it bad smart was decent for, uh, so i watched that <laughs> I, I i was gonna pick this for a move from the vault at one stage but i got bored of waiting so I just fuck did it. I watched the Toxic Avenger. Finally, never <laughs> seen it before. <laughs> and I know we've got the Toxic Avenger coming out soon with um, uh, Peter Dinklage. Fucking cannot wait. Now, after watching the trailer for the new one, I understand so much more. It's fucking daft. It's fucking misogynistic. It's just fucking. It is trauma. It, it's fucking beautiful. <laughs> just, just on that fact, let me stop you there real quickly about the peter dinklage one that's coming out it's been shown at a couple of festivals and apparently it has got raving reviews like by out and out horror fans so yeah well i, I can't wait um we'll, we'll we'll be watching two and three so very cool um matt found us a, a lovely little um screener as well we got sent uh that we, got, uh, we did a film called bite um yeah i totally a, forgot to talk about that sorry yeah. <laughs> it was um it's interesting it's the director is uh james owen um so i think it's his first movie debut it's a low budget british um which is which is uh really cool it suffers from uh you know underfunding low production value but the premise is is pretty good the premise is pretty good 
like the story is there and if it has a bit of money like you know it's about essentially a, about a cannibalistic family um which we sort of seen with you know wish you wish you were here and there's a couple of other like really good examples of american cannibals and stuff and this is a you know a very british emmerdale sort of uh, version if if you want to call it that um but it needed a bit more money pumped into it and i think this could be really good that's, I, don't know, I don't know i don't know about emmerdale that's a bit of a, a stretch but <laughs> I, it had some good bits like it's actually quite funny in places as well there's a, like a, a funny um dinner scene that i actually laughed at i was like actually that's quite funny when they sat around the dinner table um there are some funny bits and i will say one thing the special effects are really good really really good it's quite yeah. gory special uh, effects were yeah. spot on for the amount of money but again i think it needed a just a little bit of it like you know love and attention with a bit more money pumped into it and we they've got the um the the start of a really good idea so yeah that's cool bite and that's available now on amazon prime i think you can find it so yeah you can go and watch that one um but that's it that's me paul what you got not a ton um but i it's quite funny i watched this uh not not anything to do with the remake section of our uh, podcast uh, so it's just by a happy coincidence or an unhappy coincidence to say because i it was just on the horror channel so i watched it and uh, the remake of cabin fever <laughs> got to be one of the worst you films that. You ever saved seen, that. lads. honestly it is one of the worst films i've ever sat through so yeah shit <laughs> uh, you save that for the uh, next section mate yeah well it, it sort of got beat by a couple of others so um Garbage. then i watched the void have you, you guys seen the void i nearly watched this literally the other day i was just hovering over and i was like should i watch that because i know butch you've seen it and you rated it quite high yeah the poster's really i thought i don't know if i did rate it high but because but the poster's like Maybe I was joking. the poster's really <laughs> yeah. good but so I didn't the really artwork sort of to the film looks amazing doesn't it because I remember, and I remember watching the trailer for it when it came out. The trailer made it look really cool, but the film—it's quite low budget, though, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, and again, I don't like like as Butch was saying about the the bite screen. I just I don't know. I just could have done with a bit more, a bit more cash for that. It's sort of like I suppose there's a certain ambition when you do a low budget film that like you sort of have to match it. To, and if you overstretch yourself, it can sort of bring the film down a bit so it was okay but I, again I've, I've, i just found myself sort of going through the motions of having to get to the end of the film so i didn't it was okay and then then i finally watched it because it was on bloody film four and i was like oh oh so i recorded it and i finally watched censor oh yes. oh you lucky yeah, fucker. Yeah, yeah. that's a good movie oh guys fucking hell bonkers but fucking hell so unsettling Jesus, honestly, like on edge all the way through it. Just really, really got under my skin. So yeah, I really enjoyed that one. So um, yeah. and now you can go back and listen to it on. Uh, it's one of our movies we reviewed back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, before my time. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, episode I really enjoyed 90, that. episode ninety five, along with Jennifer's body. So oh, man, oh, that's one. a that's a doozy, that mate. A cracker. But yeah, no, I, I did. I really enjoyed that one. Um. So, yeah, and that was me. Right then, let's get the fucking news on because we've got some gems to talk about. Oh, I'm going to start off with a very interesting announcement. Um, 
it follows they follow oh we got a new fucking you what 2014 so that's 10 years on right time we're going to get we've just got a, a a great second site um edition of um it follows come out was it second site or arrow i can't bloody remember second site it was second site um which is beautiful gorgeous i love this movie this was like we voted this our top movie of the decade i think it was when we when we did that a couple of years ago and why not i mean oh you fucking motherfucker that is my should be my christmas present anyway <laughs> but it's um that's an interesting concept because we know what happened at the end of it follows we f- pretty much think the thing's dead we can't really see it but ima- imagine and we know maker of monroe's back we know the director's back we so um, i'm imagining they follow that's just like all his mates right there's lots of like teenage sex and orgies lots of like gonna be more you know all the fucking weird std demon whatever the fuck you want to call it is going to be stalking her at once right don't know or multiple stalkers maybe it's all the people it's killed interesting follow they follow it's either going to be brilliant or complete shite, lads. I don't think or it's just around with this film. To, or it's just trying to be mega PC. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. Oh, very good. <laughs> we love the first one. I want, I've, I've asked for the vinyl for um, Christmas, actually. The soundtrack was incredible. So more the score and stuff like that. So I don't know. We'll see what they pull together. He dumb, I don't know what he's done, really, for the last 10 years. He's done much. Yeah, he's pre- he's pretty much been di- dining out on this for the last ten years, old uh, David Robert Mitchell. So let's see what he can. He's had a lot of time to prepare for this one, so looking forward to it. Uh, Paul, what you got next? Uh, well, sometimes bad things happen, lads. And who are you gonna call? So the Ghostbusters Frozen Empire trailer or teaser trailer just dropped yesterday. Was it yesterday or the day before? Um. Oh, I saw I saw text into in a WhatsApp group today saying why has no one mentioned it, but I don't know, lads. I, I, it's weird. It's so puzzling me. It's one of the things that I've watched it right, and at parts I was like, "What the hell is this?" And then the other parts I was like, "Ooh, this is really good." And it like it made me sort of really conflicted. So I don't know. It's Ghostbusters. I'm excited. I really liked Afterlife, so I'm actually I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we saw in the in the trailers. We didn't see um, Winston, but we did see. Um, you see, Win- Winston's in the trailer, man. Was it? Yeah, I didn't see him. I know Paul yeah. Rudd's back. I see Bill Murray. Um, Dan Aykroyd's in it. Dan Aykroyd and stuff, and we've got obviously the kids are back. Um, some new faces and a new. I mean, the trailer was good. The music to it was good. They've done a good trailer. So I love Ghostbusters too. I love the goo. I loved all that shit. So. It's got to have an audience. It's going to make lots of money. <laughs> Damn right. And I'll be there doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Have you seen the new Mike Flanagan project that's happening? Well, this is him moving over to Amazon, right? Yeah. So he's signed up to Amazon now. The first thing he's doing is a adaptation, funny enough, of a Stephen King novel oh, <laughs> called The Life shot. of Chuck. I don't know if you guys have read it. No, but, no. Uh, is, that new, is that a new one? Apparently, uh, I not. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a huge Stephen King like um, person, but apparently, it's like a, a life-affirming, genre-bending story based on Stephen King's 
novella about three chapters in the life of the ordinary man named Charles Krantz. So I don't I, I don't know really much about it. However, the, obviously he's got his usual cast that have gone over with him um, with the addition of Matthew Lillard. Yeah, I'm I'm reading quite a, a big cast as well of other people. Oh, Tom, mate, Mark Tom Hamill's Hiddleston, on there, Mark Karen Hall. Gillan, Heaven Levenkamp, all the usual suspects he's had in this stuff. You're not going to say this one, Chiweta Ojojobo. <laughs> uh, Mia Sara. There's absolutely no, the yeah. cast is immense. Heather Legenkamp, but she was in... Um, you mean Chetawal Ephaphal? Yeah, she was, Heather was in, was in the uh, one with the kids, wasn't it? Yes, I've watched that actually, Midnight Club. Midnight Club. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was really, really good. I don't see E.T. on there, though. Is he not there? Don't see him. No. Yeah, maybe there somewhere. <laughs> Jacob, Tre- Jacob Tremblay. Ooh. Tremblay. No, that you know it's going to be good, mate. Full of dialogue, great monologues and all that shit. I fucking loved it. I loved House of Usher. I thought it was brilliant. Um, not my favourite one of the lot, but it was still like the writing is fucking unbelievable. The effects were brilliant. I've got one last bit of news before we move on to the for me. Yeah, I got one last bit of news. <laughs> Have you seen the cast for the new Frankenstein movie that's coming out? The Guillermo del Toro one I mentioned last week. Yeah. Yeah, but have you seen the cast? Yeah, it's amazing. But I let you. <laughs> fucking hell I, yeah I know we talked about it but fucking Mia Goff Oscar Isaac Andrew Garfield Christopher Waltz fuck me mate she's got uh, she's getting an Oscar mate in the next couple of years yeah maybe this is it Oscar Isaac's playing the monster isn't he yeah mate that's going to be it absolutely so, fucking batshit well, well cast then Christopher Waltz is playing the uh, Dr Frankenstein then I'm guessing I don't yeah. know I think someone was saying Mia Goff might be playing like a version of Ego. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm sure I read that somewhere. Now I could be completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure she's like Frankenstein's assistant. It doesn't have the the parts attached yet. Just literally, that's it. But that that is going to be immense. Absolutely immense. Paul, Geordie Paul, what you got? Well, I mean, I'm going to leave Butch for the Butch news because I don't want to steal that because he... I know he wants to tell everyone about it. So, um, have you seen the post? It's just a poster that's dropped for uh, Millie Bobby Brown's new film on Netflix called Damsel. Uh, yeah, she's like on positioned on like a, a cliff yeah, she's on in the middle, a cliff ledge, and then mm. there's a silhouette of what looks like a dragon. Oh, I thought right. it was a clitoris. So. <laughs> <laughs> what? I beg your pardon? <laughs> if you think one of them looks like that, mate, you've got problems. <laughs> um, no wonder you've never found one. <laughs> um... <laughs> oh, Lord. Can we keep that in? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's supposed to be released by Netflix on October the 13th, so it's a bit behind. Strikes, Where man. the hell Strikes. did you get clitoris from on that poster? I'm looking at it in front of me right now. And I'm like, I think we should get Sophie in. (laughs) (laughs) Coming 2024 only on Netflix. But yeah, I mean, the little premise here, I've got a little premise. Uh, A 
A dutiful damsel agrees to marry a handsome prince, only to discover it was all a trap. The royal family recruited her as a sacrifice to repay an ancient debt. She is then thrown into a cave with a fire-breathing dragon, having to solely rely on her wits and will to survive. Hmm. Right now, I wish I'd, re- I'd listened to the premise before I spoke about the news, because <laughs> I thought it looked a bit like sort of post-apocalyptic type of clever film, but that just sounds a bit shit. So, uh, moving on. <laughs> oh, that's what you got? What you tell us all about Art the Clown? Terrifier free. There is coming to us uh, October. 2024 just before christmas it looks now if we if we believe in what the trailer suggests if it's not just like a thing just before christmas this is a i don't know if it if he's building it around a christmas christmas theme or what but this trailer was uh you know art the clown dressed as santa claus um and then you can imagine what happened (laughs) when he was discovered so um yeah don't know if it is going to be Christmas themed. He's been tweeting a lot recently. Gonna it be is, Christmas mate. It's, it's a Christmas film. Brilliant. Just go. Just I reckon. Just ignore. Ignore number two. Don't don't use any of the actors. Don't forget about the sword and just do fucking something completely. Well, actually, he, have you not? He's done an interview the past week where he did say that it's more grounded, so it's more realistic. Well, realistic. It's it's more to do with the first one than mystical, like the second one. So he's obviously probably reining it back in a bit, which I, for one, am quite glad for. But, I mean, I heard about it. He had studio funding, right? And apparently the first 10 minutes of the film are so grotesque, the major studios were pulled out. Yeah. They're <laughs> which, like, this, this is, like, depraved. Uh, did they not see? The they, I bet you, like, none of them watched it. None of them watched it. They just saw the hype, and that's it. I, I think it's probably a child kill, because that's the only thing I can see that would next level it like that it's got children involved and shit like that it's gotta be have we got any more news because i'd like to go and talk about our main review <laughs> yes <laughs> i've got i've got two little bits one is butch this is for you they're releasing uh, yellow jackets funkos have you seen those yeah i saw them very cool but again <laughs> i'm not really sure i buy any but they, they, it, it was a very cool series haven't seen a second season yet so uh, and the last bit was um, basically on me banging about trick or treat. It's quite funny, actually. And this was purely by choice, uh, not choice, purely w- really weird. This happened that they are in the works with trick or treat too, which should be maybe next year. I've heard. Lovely job. Brilliant. I'll be well up for that shit. All right, then come on, you twats. Let's fucking get on it. Let's talk about our main review. So this week's movie review, we have watched When Evil Lurks. In a remote village, two brothers find a demon-infected man just about to give birth to to evil itself. They decide to get rid of the body only to end up intentionally spreading, unintentionally spreading chaos. This one just dropped on Shudder. Uh, The boys, two boys watched it. Um, I saw so much fucking hype on the internet and thought, come on, 
went and saw it and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since. So there was no way we could not talk about this movie, especially when we missed Speak No Evil last year, you know, early on in the year. This one had to be talked about. It's directed by the same guy who did. We all, we reviewed his movie, didn't we? Called Terrified. Yep. Oh, yeah, we did that one before. De- um, I'll say his name now. Demian Rugner. <laughs> um, but yeah okay let's get into this so who watched this first and then they can tell us what they thought me <laughs> let's go for it I <laughs> yeah i mean I, again it just what struck me really i was just looking i went on a shutter and i thought ah just for someone to watch and the artwork of the posters really stood out and i thought well that looks interesting so i went and watched it and uh yeah oh my god I, there's not many films guys that freak me out and keep me up at night and this one did uh, and it really did um and uh yeah like butch said it stays with you and it sticks with you and there's it's like there's some really nasty bits to it Re- like really nasty which yeah. i kind of appreciate but it's yeah oh my god the fact that obviously for me the fact that it, you were sort of guessing all the way through it as well and it kept you sort of it kept going and then come to next set piece and next set piece and you couldn't really go hang on what's what is going on at the minute um but yeah i thought it was great guys i did I thought it was really good really good a breath of fresh air just when you think you've seen everything about demonic possession this one comes along and gives a new slant on it yeah i mean i i enjoyed it i was i was shocked because i was there were so many what the fuck moments and there were so many um but i really really enjoyed it the if i have one little grumble is towards the end it kind of dipped out a little bit for me um but yeah what about you butch yeah man i mean i i can't i reeled them off i think there was at least four probably i'd probably say four really really shocking like what the fuck did they just do moments um to the same level of speak no evil it's a really bleak um look at a semi-apocalyptic event i guess there's something that's going on in the world that we're not really that privy to which is quite interesting it's there's something that's happened and we don't really they don't the the characters the main characters are pedro and jamie the brothers they're fucking dopes for a start they're buffoons but it's not a comedy they just do fucking stuff wrong definitely not comedy definitely not a comedy there's no comedic value to this 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 film is fucking bleak and it will drain you drain you um throughout um there is there is something that's happened in the world. We they have something called rotten rotters, isn't it? Rotters. It's not happened to this You've village. You've had a couple of those time. Yeah. I'm in your bush. Um, <laughs> it's become a rot. They you know they discover a, a rotten in their town. No one fucking believes them, um, really, and they just like go into sort of survival mode, I suppose. And Pedro really does. He's got uh, two two sons. That's that's all he cares about is sort of getting to them and making sure that they're safe. But this entity, whatever it is, that's in- encompassing and people is relentless. Yeah, let, like let's talk about the first time we like encounter this supposed town person that has been possessed, if you will, by or has the demon inside him um that was fuck the makeup on that was fucking 
grotesque. Uriel was his name, was the, the the bloated bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he's on on IMDb? The bloated nah. bastard, Mister Ooze. <laughs> Mister Ooze. It's you know it, I'm guessing what this entity does is it wants you to kill it so it can unleash yeah what's inside it it's trying it's to get almost birth. like a virus in it but yeah it kind of overtakes the the body and it's not like demons that we've seen before that fucking jump across across the walls or fucking you know puke up green stuff or whatever this is like it's almost like a disease isn't it yeah you know you could almost call it, it's like a zombie apocalypse and it's spreading but it's not it's the it's the demon that's sort of controlling elements there's a really fucked up bit at the start with a fucking goat and the fucking farmers oh my word that that's how it started for me i was like okay i could have taken the, the bloated bastard and all that stuff but when that bit with the axe happened i was like what am i gonna what am i in for didn't have a fucking clue yeah we are well, gonna you, stall the fuck out of this by the way <laughs> so they so they find this guy and then they don't know what to do and obviously the guy obviously that that they try and get to sort of tell them what to do is the landowner obviously the, the farm owner or whatever, and they're all working on his land. And he's obviously gone mental because obviously, you, again, you, you don't really sure what's kind of happening because you're like, well, is this a new thing or people know about it? And he's, because yeah. obviously no one really wants to believe him. I think they're like, oh no, it's happened. It's not in here. It can't happen here because there's nobody here. Um, and then obviously the landlord goes mental and he's like literally like on his last like legs and he sort of panics them into sort of making the decisions they make at the start. Um, and obviously they try and get rid of this body. I mean, when they're trying to get rid of the body and like falls off the, like, that, that was huge and they drop him and stuff. And you're just like, oh my god, and the squelching yeah, and all that. It's like fuck. But like the, even when they like go in there to get him, it's like you you feel that like they're really good at making it like it's you can tell that it fucking stinks and it's horrible and it's like yeah. they do a really good job of doing that. You almost <laughs> want to wash yourself when you're yeah. watching it. It's like Ooh. yeah, it's almost like yeah. that that bit out of seven when they discovered a dead body that's still alive it reminded me of that but yeah so the axe bit paul i mean obviously the the evil is yeah the goat give me sort of witch vibes i was like never trust a goat never yeah was that black philip yeah was that goat um, black philip and it's well, in the middle freaky. of the... did you not feel a bit freaky when that happened yeah, yeah just like goat. it said it said stared him out and basically you could tell i could i put dialogue in that goat's fucking mind like yeah come on in you, fu- come on in, you fucker shoot yeah. me See what happens Where to you. Where did they get that goat from? That was one serious goat <laughs> school, man. Literally just stand there, all the other goats around it, and it's in the middle. So weird. And but, then just quick as lightning, fucking axe to face. Well, yeah, because it, it the, the thing we the, 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 there's rules. There there is exist there is rules in this which they yeah, they do we do get to here at one point, but um. And and one of them is uh, don't kill him with a with a with a a gun, a gun basically. And so what does he do? He shoots a fucking goat with a bloody shotgun, and instantly, instantly, no breath, he gets a fucking axe in the back of his in the back from his wife, who in turn puts the axe and just impales herself. But not it's so well choreographed and like that it just makes and and it's shot perfectly. That it looks so disturbing the way that she keeps hitting herself in the head I with this axe. I think that's why, because it, it looks real. Yeah. yeah. That's what would probably happen. Just a blank Incredible. expression. There's no real, like, music or anything to it. It's just like, bang, 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 And it's, bang. It's, not, it's not hard enough to, like, be 
bad enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that's yeah. what's the worst thing. Almost like there's a little bit of humanity there trying yeah. you know, when you're trying to hit yourself, you're like, Oh no, I can't hit myself properly. Yeah. Oh my visceral, god, yeah. Visceral. Yeah. So at this point we get then the fucking chain of events which just happens next. It's just absolute it's it shook me to shook me to my core like watching it i mean this is the sort of thing that you don't ever see on film it's sort of hinted at and it's the one thing that i guess in you know especially you guys as like parents of young children you're like and with everything that goes on in the news yeah. you don't expect especially to see like this it. yeah this is so prevalent it, we, we get a big dog moment and that's fucking big. That dog was too big. Guys, the way it was shot, right? The way they shot that scene, and just kept flicking back and flicking back, and I was like, "Fucking hell!" Yeah, but oh that's my the thing. It's like the whole time they were showing it, you knew what was going to happen. I knew what was going to happen. I mean, I didn't know they were going to go as fucking far as it did. However, I knew what was going to happen, and you, that's the thing. It was like, yeah, you're you're supposed to know what's happening. Pedro's going to basically pick up his um, his son, his two sons. So one of them's an autistic son, um, and the they've got a younger sister who obviously is parent. You know, there's loads of crap. There's family angst, and you know she's remarried, blah blah blah. And they've got um, so they've got half sister. Half sister's just waiting there, and you you got the camera angle from she's just stroking her dog because it's a nice dog normally. I don't know how they did this. I don't know how they filmed this. But the way that the animal just out of nowhere just takes the child in in his mouth and then does what he does on with her it. neck. It's ragdolls her. And in okay. stuff you hear and you don't see the parents' reaction because they're fighting, they're bickering, they're they're not um they're not they're paying not attention. <laughs> the only one who's paying attention is the young son, and you you pans to him watching what and you're like, there's a nightmare. That's nightmare fuel, isn't it? It's horrible. It's just. It's but again, just... the way the way they get him to act is unbelievable because it's not. He doesn't scream straight away. He's like looking as if to go. The dog's doing that, but he shouldn't be doing. Like the innocence of a child going. What's the dog doing? Mm. And then all of a sudden he realizes it's just. Oh my god! It it just made it skin crawling. Absolutely skin crawling. Because obviously it's going on in the living room and all the parents are in the other room fighting, and you're just like, eh, shit. Because obviously the rule they forgot, Paul, when you're saying about rules is you have to, in order to escape the evil, you have to like remove yourself. So all your goods and all that that you once had, because it can uh, essentially stick to things, essentially. Well, he, he did go in there, but and like get naked and like. Yeah, but he to... forgot to take his clothes off before he went there. He should have. The, the dog sniffed at the clothes, which yeah. is what, which is what you know. There's little tiny things that is so subtle. Um, but yeah, and then the dark, the, when the dark, the dog darts off with the kid in his mouth and it's like the, the father or the other fa- you know the other p- father who's involved just ch- runs it down you know and tr- well tries to find it and then you've got oh, it's just nuts and then we get she comes back and we know that that's not her because we saw what happened to her and there's you know the demons there's demons inside but the the, the, the dad shot the dog dad shot the dog and, and so the dog you know moved into something else and the way she spoke to whispered to mum i don't know how they get these kids man she whispers to her mum like daddy's gonna come back and drive and drive into you in a minute or something like that and it's like what and that's exactly what happened he charged into her next thing she's she that's disturbing as fuck as well that's another moment which is just fucking so wrong so you got like some real 
visceral horrible moments in the space of like i don't know ten, five ten minutes it's crazy poor yeah yeah the autistic child though with the apple ice cream never heard of apple ice cream for a start so that's <laughs> fell down a little bit there must be something in argentina um but the car journey to sort of jamie's you know like ex-lover who just so happens to be a, a cleaner and we don't really get to find too much about these do we matt no because i think right at the start of the movie that we kind of skipped over slightly the brothers uh, hear a kind of kerfuffle in the night and they go to kind of have a look what was going on and they find a severed body and then they find this chest with loads of instruments in there and what i think it alludes to is that that was the person that was on the way to try and um exorcism on the demon but they use these special instruments um and somehow he'd been stopped in his tracks what i would imagine or her tracks um and I, I, what I would gather is that this woman they're going to see is is intertwined with that kind of whole whatever cult or whatever kind of thing it is that well, they. She, she explains, doesn't she, that basically she she started the whole thing. <laughs> her oh, and right, her, yeah, yeah. Her and her husband or partner at the time, basically they did an exorcism and started the apocalypse. Essentially, that's when you really find out that the cities were overrun and so basically she, and then she knew what because she sort of really laid down all the rules and how you've got to like combat it and stuff but she was like we were quite naive we didn't really know what we're doing oh that was it actually she was a fraud wasn't she she was actually taking people's cash yeah sorry so she was taking people's cash and obviously they tried to do it on this demon and it just got out and they unwittingly unleashed this bloody apocalypse yeah um and obviously when they get to her she sort of casts aspersions on his son who's got autism seeing that yeah you can see that there's 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 um something not right you know there's the, his fingers are curled back insanely you know and it's it's sort of like the demon's masking itself in his autism as well it's really they kind, kind of, of they explain it as that the way that i think this thing demon thing is inside that because the the mind of an autistic person is so complex that it can't find its way out, which I thought was really interesting. Really so interesting. Good twist. Yeah. Really good twist. It's almost like he's locked it in there, like and won't let it out, and it can't find its way out because it's just like you know, like I always see autistic people as like fucking superpowers, isn't it? It's just like because they can do fucking crazy cool stuff, and they can unlock bits of their brains that that we we could easily unlock but autistic people have this amazing thing where they can unlock something and be an artist or you know do amazing math or i just find it fascinating that we can all do this but we just can't unlock that part in our brain but we get two kind of next we get two kind of haunting moments one is where um the mum turns up um well it's that it's that law isn't it where the deep like it's almost adds another layer to it where the demon can find you it basically tracks you down yeah based on the loved ones or the memories or whatever so like you're a home beacon because you've got an attachment to this person which i thought was quite cool it was it was and in the way she just um the next sort of moment that happened is like her grabbing the young son and just falling out of the top window and that was 
that was disturbing enough to hear. But what you see after the brother pursuing her is her eating him, right? That's what she's doing. And he, he runs over in a fit of rage and etc. But like I think one of the most haunting moments was when the when Jer, the, the the one with autism, just comes in and he's speaking clearly all of a sudden. Um because you realise that oh fuck, it's got him. And he's just him and the his grandma. <laughs> Which fucking hell, what an ending. And I don't you said it drops off, but I know the school bit for me didn't work. That's what I meant. That's yeah. what I'm, that's what I'm alluding to. With, with the creepy kids and stuff, that was perhaps the weakest moment. I know that they sort of a bit lame. One step too far. They didn't really well, need that extra bit in it. No, no, I didn't need it. I didn't need exposition. I didn't need it. You know all that sort of stuff. Really, um, I, I could have just left it then with them going. But you know, there were still some horrible bits of a hammer, and uh, in that in that moment, he he beats Uriel to death with the implements, which again don't ever get explained, and whatever they're exorcism tools, I suppose. But like the way it ends is just fantastic with him eating ice cream and then coughing up hair that he's clear and and jewelry that he's clearly just eaten his grandma, eating his grandma. <laughs> But remember, guys, about the, the, the guy, the obviously the bloated bastard, as we've now affectionately called him, his brother, you find out, who's basically stored away next to them, has been following them and stored away, actually find out it was his brother that severed the cleaner at the start because he didn't want his brother to be taken away or killed, yeah. which then means that the brother actually was part of the evil thing all along. Mm. <laughs> And the base, it's just that desperation at the end, isn't it? It's like, we're fucked, basically. Like, and obviously he's lost everything. And then don't forget again as well, obviously the it goes a bit like Evil Daddy with the wife, ex-wife, because she starts like, start to, starting to like reveal all the family secrets. And she alludes that she slept with his brother or had a relationship with his brother. Hmm crazy it's absolutely a, crazy it's a really interesting ride and uh, the fact that like something almost like do you remember uh night eats the world and there's like always already shit that's happening and sort of like you watch it through his eyes you you're watching it very sort of low-key you're not sort of seeing a lot of chaos you, the chaos is centered around the family and therefore it makes it quite personal and I really did enjoy it. I thought it was just fun. And the fucking moments of just like those those sort of moments of like where it completely rips you rips you a new one with with the dog and um the kid and all that sort of stuff. You're just like, fuck. How did they do that? Yeah, I, I this was some um, great special effects, great um energy, cinematography, some of the shots were fantastic. Um the acting I thought was spot on. The you know everyone's like so badly that I can see it's quite divisive and they really don't like this character Pedro which says that he did the job because he he doesn't follow the he doesn't he's so shit really and he's not he's and he's not doing it in a bungling way but he's just he's doing it as a father I suppose he just can't follow the rules at all it's crazy to watch um, but it's been everywhere through social media in the last like week that's all I've seen is posters of this. So yeah, good good pick. <laughs> but don't you know the Pedro thing as well? He's got a restraining order against uh, the family. 
And um, I think it's alluded to that he caused the autism of, or caused the, the the disability of his son by doing something to his wife. Right. Okay. That's <laughs> another layer of oh, you bastard. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, great, brilliant. Like I love it when you watch something you not really don't know what it is, but it really surprises you, challenges you. It's really good. So that's what we want. That's what we want on this podcast. How would you um, rate this one, Matt? I'll trust you to come to me first. I don't know. I really, really enjoyed it. Like I said, there's a little bit of lull near the end. I'd say eight out of ten for me. Probably. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree. Eight out of ten. Though I, I completely agree with the school, but I thought it just was like, oh, you try, you've, you've crammed a lot in, and you're just trying to cram some more in, and it did, it did sort of sag a bit. But um, yeah, uh, brilliant. Really, it's really almost good. like they went, how can we make this a bit creepier? Let's put creepy kids everybody gets creeped out by kids yeah but definitely definitely worth a watch anybody who listens to the pod please watch it because it's it's oh 100%, 100%. yeah watch this and watch terrified i agree with you guys eight out of ten moving it's I, i'd like to kind of put it in our top 10 for the year as i think it would be up there really would because it's 100% just up there. fascinating um but yeah eight out of not 10. anything most disturbing kills <laughs> fucking hell and, um, you know, this year we watched Pearl. So, <laughs> um, amazing. All right, cool. So, When Evil Lurks, that's a draw and last breath. Eight out of ten. We all agree. Bloody hell. <laughs> amazing. Right. Let's get on to our Summit to Screen Belt. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Okay, this episode, I challenged the lads. We had a little bit of a chat about um, wanting to discuss, because there's been quite a lot in the last couple of years, um, remakes. Um, movies that like... So we've had, you know, for instance, like Quarantine, that you know, America did a remake on Wreck, um, Let the Right One In, that was Let Me In, you know, and obviously loads, there's a plethora of uh, movies that have been um, remade on and on and on. So we wanted to discuss our our boobs and our, the ones that we really sort of really, really liked. I think we should go kick off with the worst ones. <laughs> Oh, the worst ones first. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so my one uh, for a remake. Um, I had high hopes considering who was playing the main character. I thought it was a really good actor. Um, and a, a, hopefully a great take on it. But I'm going to go with um, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Yeah, bastard. That was one of mine. So I'll take that Sorry. <laughs> absolutely shocking. And you know what? You could argue about the script, the acting, the plot, whatever, right? But what the fuck it did to Freddy Krueger, I mean, CG in his face and all that type of stuff, just unnecessary. You know, I thought they wasted a good concept. They went, I know they tried to go down, like, the, the paedophile route with it. It just didn't work, and it should never have been made. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to kick off with, guys. It's fucking shocking. That was absolutely fucking <laughs> shocking, that film. I mean, I- I realised that once doing this exercise, there are, there are quite a few. I, I seem to be a bit of a snob because I don't seem to watch a lot of the remakes. I, I haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street remake. I haven't watched. I haven't watched the uh, Portal Geist remake. So there's quite a few that I haven't watched. 
Um, so Matt, what you got for what you got for your? Well, first? funnily enough, I've got Poltergeist from 2015. Surprisingly, it's Sam it's Sam Rockwell's brick. in that. Sam Rockwell's in that, isn't he? It's fucking absolute pile of fucking wank. It's not the <laughs> worst. Not it's not the number one worst one on my list. That I've got it. I can tell you, but I literally watched it, and I can't I can't even remember one bit of it now. I do you know what? I was doing a bit of research. I I actually forgot that they remade this because I tried to blot it out of my mind. <laughs> That's how bad this fucking film is. It is literally dropped off the edge of a cliff and no one fucking talks about it because it's absolute rubbish. It's just like it, it didn't didn't even try and pull on your heartstrings, didn't try and kind of like pay homage to the, the older one. Nothing. Not that I don't want it to. I don't want it to be. But it's just so freaking lame and just vanilla it's so unbelievable don't ever watch this film if you listen to it don't watch it no don't intention. waste your life no intention to watch it mr so. paul butcher what's next i'm gonna go for amateurville horror starring uh ryan reynolds i liked it and melissa george <laughs> i thought it was good i went to cinema watched it really yeah i thought it was actually quite good ryan oh. reynolds Fucking hell, he pulls out of the bag as being a fucking like, like arsehole. He can, I thought he was brilliant in that film. I thought it was garbage. I totally disagree with you. Totally okay. disagree. Debate. Can I just be, can I throw a big spanner in the works here? I didn't even think the first Avenue of Horror is that good. So, <laughs> <laughs> bar's pretty low for the remake. <laughs> I thought it was we, we did not rate it massively when we did the review. Nah, nah, nah. It's, I, a slow, it's a slow burn. Yeah, I disagree. Yeah, for me, that's a garbage. So, you're wrong. <laughs> I think you need to go and have a rewatch. I've got them both on DVD. Funny, I've got, there you funny, go. I've got, <laughs> you uh, loved it, really? No, I've got a joint. I had a joint. Um, it had the original and the new one in a, oh, in a right. DVD sort of set. So, that's how I watched it. It's like, nah. Didn't cool. need to be, didn't need to be remade. You got another one, Geordie Paul? I have, yeah. Um, a film that... Again, no real need to remake. And if you're going to remake something, then at least try something slightly different. You know what I mean? Not try and do a shot for shot remake of a film. Cabin Fever. Well, Cabin, <laughs> yeah, but Cabin, yeah. Let's forget Cabin Fever, please. Um, I'm going to go for Gus Van Sant's Psycho. Hmm. Which. And here she's that... Berthold. What's his name? Vaughan. Vince Vaughan, yeah. It's just pointless it's got yeah. no it's it's like you're trying to take on a, a film as seminal as psycho right now have you ever seen Bates motel the tv series no all right well <laughs> never mind moving on uh, no but it's i've heard that, it's good though yeah it is good it is good and it brings a sort of different sort of take on the whole thing um but if you're trying to make a film for like a hitchcock film you know like one of the masters of cinema it, it at least attempt something different this is just shot for shot Basically, oh, I'm just going to copy it and update it. No point. No personality. No skill. Just shite. There's a couple of them like that. Like, I spit on your grave, Last House on the Left, or those sort of reasons. Off reeling movies off, Paul. Um, Sorry, Matt. What's your your next one? Funny enough, it's last... No, it's not, because that... (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, the next one I've got, and I'm surprised... Well, I'm I'm torn. Are we doing three each? Yeah, go on then. Yeah. I got it. Okay, well, wow. Okay. I'm going to go with the remake 
of from 2000, 2006, The Wicker Man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen it again because I won't watch remakes because garbage. But yeah, Nicolas Cage, not bothered, not not first to go and watch it. I mean, there is one scene that's worth watching it for, but that's is the it? only scene. Who, who plays yeah. that character? <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> so the bees. The bees. The bees. Oh, the bees. <laughs> oh, I was thinking it was going to be a dancing scene. But all right. No, it's absolute fucking wank. Didn't well, at least it does try something slightly different at the end. Does it? Does it? No. Uh, well, it does. It does. No. Be quiet. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> it it tries to put like a twist. It's shit. No. Man. It's terrible. <laughs> no. It does put a little twisted at the end where you think, well, at least, at least they tried something. But yeah, no, it is awful awful moving on black christmas you fucking twat (laughs) (laughs) you can't even say this paul because you don't like the fucking original that much anyway so i'm gonna i just i I knew you had it i am gonna choose again because i just said that to be funny um charles play with audrey orby (laughs) plaza it was like that, you fucking turncoat. Nah. You actually it, like that. The animatronic. I'm going of it back all. to that episode. I'm going to fucking replay it to you. Because <laughs> you're a fucking liar. You love that fucking. I don't watch a lot of remakes. I got, I had no, nothing to go on, really. I got a load of ones that I like. Anyway, we'll get on to that. Move on. Paul Stevens, you're <laughs> All right, then. Well, this is pretty much the, for the same reason I picked Psycho. Um, is The Omen. I didn't watch that either. Um, so, have I watched that one? I don't think I've seen that one. Leave Schreiber. You know, when, no, you I haven't know, seen the, it. The, this one that was released on June, what was it, June the 6th, 20, uh, 2006. So it was 666. Woo-hoo. So it. I actually went to the cinema to see it. And again, it's pretty much a shot-for-shot remake of the original, but it's just got none of the acting chops. It's got none of the style. It's just paint by numbers. I'm just going to remake a film and miss the point of what makes the original great so it's, to be fair stylistically it, it looks all right you know it's not a terribly made film but it just mm. misses the point completely and yeah so i've never cool. i've never seen that very well, strange well I don't have to now. <laughs> no. my last pick is obviously black christmas from 2019 an utter bag of shite nothing like the original tried to be something different didn't work absolute wank don't bother going to see it just watch the original um the one before it though was actually not that bad because this has been remade twice so yeah it's not that bad but the original is still the best by far but i was going to pick an honorable mention as well to the remake of the fog absolute utter garbage (laughs) (laughs) should we get some good stuff now yeah come on and i'm gonna kick this off i think it was zach schneider's dawn of dead I mean, for, for me, they are. I, I probably watched the the remake as much as I have watched the original 1978. I think, I think it's fucking such a energetic, um, well acted, and just style stylistically. I just think it's fucking incredible. It's so fun. It's so fun. Um, I love the mall cops. I think they're fa- fucking brilliant. Ving Rhames is fucking fantastic. Sarah Polly. I just I love the ensemble cast they bring together for this, um, and it is a lot different to you know because obviously it's a load of 
band of characters coming together and surviving them all rather than you know they they get to them all on a helicopter i fucking loved it and i loved this the escape of the music you know you got the down with the sickness which is just absolutely incredible yeah dawn of the dead again just some symbol of changing the zombie speed yeah it's just it's just an easy trick that's going to make it a completely different film yeah. but you can still keep the concept so yeah and the fact that it has johnny cash as well always, always a winner Still, I mean, it's an amazing film, but nothing can match the original. Sorry, but yeah, but that wasn't the point, was it? That wasn't what we said. We didn't say it was better than the original. No, but I'm just putting that point across to anybody that's out there. Okay, Paul. Well, uh, I don't think you, you guys might find this a bit controversial, but I, I prefer this to the original. So. Um... Because it actually freaked me out when I saw it. So I'm going to go with The Hills of Eyes. Okay. I mean, I like the original. I've seen that one. Which is, again, a bit of synergy with our movie from the vault because it's directed by the same bloke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alexander Aja. So I've actually I... got that on my list as well, Paul. Yeah? Yeah. But, I, I mean, like Paul just said, this is obviously this isn't the same of what's better than the other one. No. However, it was a fucking really good remake Just but, um, the l- little blonde woman from lost is in it as well isn't it she's the one who all the nasty stuff happens to right yeah, yeah. really freaked us out i mean that's you i've said many times on the pod that like so that hillbilly type of thing freaks me out anyway but yeah really just tapped into a bit of a bit of a fear of mine so yeah no really good like that's that one bit, that's a bit weird seeing so you are a hillbilly is it my turn yep Oh, well, I've got to take that one out, so I've got to go with something else. I will go with, although I've seen the original, and that haunted me as a little kid, but I'm going to go with The Fly. Oh, I haven't seen the original. I, I, I am going to mention one probably in a bit, which I haven't actually seen the original, original, but anyway. Yeah, but yeah, The man. Fly, I haven't seen the original Fly. Yeah, the original, original one freaked me out, only because at the end he, he gets... There's this really weird bit where he gets stuck in a spider web at the end. And it just freaked. I remember it freaked me out when I was a really little kid. But then the fly came along that I watched on VHS. And that fucking blew my mind. It's just like. Oh, yeah, I, love, I had the yeah, fly as well. Master. I love the fly. I love <laughs> it. Oh, did you? I, love, well, I think we did that episode with Paul, um, John from Alicat, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And he did our special logo for us as well. Yeah, it looks cool as fuck. That's a good one. Um, and well, if you're going to go down that route, I'm going to say the thing, because <laughs> it was a you know we had obviously the prequel um, with Elizabeth what's the state Winstead um, that came out, but the thing is a remake from a 1950s black and white movie, isn't it? Right? Yeah, Am I right in thinking? Thing from another world. Thing from another world. I mean, obviously, you know, John Carpenter, the thing, <laughs> Kurt Russell. Oh, that movie is a masterpiece so um yeah that's that's all i need to say go and listen to episode number blah 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 blah, blah. four i think <laughs> just on that note i saw an interesting video today online uh with an interview with john carpenter and they ask him like he always gets asked about at the end of the thing who is actually the thing and apparently according to him if you look hard enough you can there's something that indicates which one of them is the thing 
that's just him taking the piss because he knows everyone's just going to sit there and stare at the screen for fucking and forever. And go watch it like yeah. 20 times and get him more money, probably. Well, my next one, guys, is a film we did quite recently for a movie from The Vault. And I fucking loved it and I still love it. And I, it's one of my favourite films I've watched ever is Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yes. <laughs> now, this one, I, I have seen the original. I've um, not seen the original. No, neither have I. And I like both. I think they're both of them are fucking brilliant. Yeah. I honestly, I it's in my like top 20 films of all time now. <laughs> I absolutely. It just hit such a chord with us. I loved it. Yeah. Love, yeah. That's cool. It is a fucking classic. Really, really good. Which is quite funny because that brings me on to my my pick that we've also recently didn't done in movie from the vault is the blob and you yes. you which is definitely better than the original sorry steve not, mcqueen how very dare you <laughs> it's definitely better than the original 100 percent. i don't know i love that i love that 80s one i think it's bad i think you you pulled an absolute gem but i do love the fucking just squawky bleh of the ness of the the original i think it's great b movie real that's probably going to be one of the most surprising films i've ever watched the blob because i was fully expecting to hear it and actually yeah i thought it was brilliant but you know old um old matey boy what's this matt did not matt dylan is that his name it's not matt dylan kevin yeah, dylan it's... kevin dylan kevin dylan matt, kevin? Matt, matt dylan's you know not so good looking brother oh. <laughs> kevin dylan <laughs> kevin dylan is mad motorbike skills <laughs> yeah fucking genius A.K.A. Johnny Drama from Entourage. <laughs> yeah, the blob's great, mate. That was a good choice. I'll pick my last one then. I think I'm going to go for um, after, and even more so after watching the, recently on um, the original we watched recently as a move from the vault, The Ring. Um, I really liked the fucking Naomi Watts uh, version a lot better. You know, this wasn't about better, but. I think I think that freaked me out a lot more than the uh, the original did. I, I think she did a great job, and I fucking loved that. And it, and it got me to appreciate probably Japanese horror, which is a really in, 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 which is another nod. You know, if the, if that can actually push you to go and watch more Japanese horror, so that was good. I like the Grudge as well. Not the I haven't seen the latest Grudge, but the Grudge with was it Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that proper freaked me out. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, agree. I'm surprised that neither of you chose it. Uh, it's, it's on as an honourable munchin. <laughs> munchin? Munchin. <laughs> Being a bit hungry. Well, that was uh, a good chat. Yeah, but and, it and is others? definitely worth... Def, it was great, like, as a remake. And I thought, you know, the, the two... There's a really been a really interesting picture that I saw recently of uh, a young Tim Curry when he shot Pennywise and uh, Skarsgård when they were obviously getting a, a fit in for the the costume and they look fucking identical it's really really interesting um how similar how similar looking they were at the say at that sort of age but you know tim curry's mvp but scar stars does a fucking wonderful job um mm. as a pennywise as but uh, maybe the exploration of the the sort of kids and the adults was done slightly better in the in the new one maybe I think I like preferred the no, I preferred the kids version in the original, um, and then the adults in the in the new one. I think that's that's the sort of way around for me. And it, like, who is it? John Boy from fucking 
uh, so they, that that weird family show. I don't know what the fuck it's called. The Waltons. The Waltons. <laughs> weird family show. <laughs> but Annette Annette Tool was yeah you know I don't know. There we go. Definitely think the uh, new ones did a better. Controversial. There we go. That was great. Lots of remakes that we could have mentioned. Slumberhouse Massacre recently. Um, uh, obviously, a lot of Stephen King's been remade over the years. Carrie, Chloe Grace Moretz. <laughs> Pet Cemetery's been remade how many bloody times? Salem's Lot. Lots of lots of um, Stephen Kings are coming back. So. I'll tell you what hasn't been remade yet, Paul. The Langoliers. <laughs> It's going to be remade, though. I know. <laughs> All right, then. Shall we uh, get on to our move from the vault? Okay, so this week's movie from the vault um, is my pick. Woohoo! And uh, I've been wanting to pick this for ages. Um, only ever saw it once, but it is uh, 2005's High Tension, or as we're going to call it, Switchblade Romance. So we all watched it the first time around as Switchblade Romance. And, you know, for whatever reason, it's high tension everywhere now. But um, yeah, so quick synopsis. Uh, best friends Marie and Alexia decide to spend a quiet weekend at Alexia's parents' secluded farmhouse. But on the night of their arrival, the girl's idyllic getaway turns into an endless night of terror. So lads, bonjour. <laughs> when did you first see this? Fuck me. I saw this a long long time ago i i remember i worked on the middle floor which was all visual uh, um and and somebody just i can't somebody just recommended it i think off the shelf and just it's one of those ones where it's like i was just getting into loads of world cinema like horror and stuff because it was like blowing my mind and it was just like so cool and the, one of my friends was like oh you need to check this fucking film out i was like oh sounds cool and so i just bought it on dvd Slipped it in the old player at home and fucking hell. Yeah, 
blew me away. <laughs> I shouldn't really use that word, should I really? <laughs> yeah. What about you, Butch? I, I don't know. I feel like you might have recommended I this one. I think I gave you watch. this one. Didn't I? You did. Sure I did. You did. But I I watched it before you gave me this copy because it's oh. uh, Simon, Simon Cider Serbs, like one of his favourite favorite movies. So it's one of you that's recommended this. Um, and again, like you said, like French cinema, you know, after Irreversible, I was very interested um, getting into something like what that. Are you trying to forget about that. <laughs> um, you know, we got that Martyrs. Up all the time, doesn't he? Fucking favorite film of the, <laughs> I reckon. Well, this kind of set, it, this film set all that up, didn't it, Martyrs? Yeah, it, it, this was the first one after after I watched Irreversible first, and then I, I had a break for a while, and, <laughs> and then I think this one came along. Watched this one and was just like, wow. Well, and that, so do you I'm, know what? I rewatching it, I had completely forgotten. It's been so long. I so before you go on, we just have to say we're, we're going to spoil the shit out of this film. So if you haven't seen it, yeah, go watch please, it and then come back. As you, we are going to ruin it. And so, it doesn't. It's a film that has to not be ruined. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, I I forgot the twist. Oh really? Yes. Wow, uh, that's I, so interesting. It was, like, it was watching it all over again. So when it happened. I was like, I've got the memory of a fish. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just like, whoa, I fucking was following the story as the, as the. That's pretty cool. I I wish I forgot the fucking end. I would have loved that. That was great. I just didn't have a fucking clue. (laughs) I was, I was doing my notes, all my notes that I've written up to the point was like, what the fuck is, you know, this guy, you know, it's like, oh my God, the stalker couldn't have, didn't have a fucking clue. Because I found it really interesting because. I remembered the ending vividly because that's what blew me away that I was seeing it in a different eyes this time because I was trying to like work out little things and things you know like just yeah it was yeah it was crazy explain to me one thing before we start pulling this apart yeah. the fucking blowjob at the start the headless blowjob so the, can I just tell you a little story about this right so about the first a bl- blowjob about a blowjob yeah no the first time I've ever seen this was it, <laughs> I was in, uh, working in a well-established record store and I put it on on my lunch break right oh and God. our security guard at the time came into the room to make himself a cup of tea <laughs> just at the point where this headless blowjob was happening and he just literally looked at me and went you watch some fucking weird shit you do and walked out. <laughs> Not wrong. Well, Not wrong. and I couldn't, I was like, uh, I, I, I've never seen this before, but I, <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. So, yeah. So obviously we follow these two ladies. Who, There's definitely uh, a time and a place for this film. Yeah. College, <laughs> college friends, school friends. I don't have, obviously just friends and they're going, going to, uh, going to the, one of their parents, house Chateau. study or what i don't know what, what it really is and then yeah quickly sort of just spirals out of control because within about 10 minutes you get a scene of a truck where some guys you think's getting a a nice little uh bit of head action it's alex's house uh, farmhouse in the middle of nowhere yeah. um and yeah what is and we do see this weird this blowjob thing with the head gets thrown out the so explain to me that can anyone explain to me what's going on Funny there enough i remember that and i was waiting for it because i always remember it i don't know why i remember that but i do what are you saying because of the plot is that what yeah. you're saying 
Um, I think it's there. I read up about this a little bit, and I think it's there to kind of throw you off the scent a little bit. So she's like seeing it in her head, sort of, because she's not there, is she? No, I just think I think that's that's just to throw you off the kind of scent. Because if you look really, I'll get onto that later. Okay. Okay. Cool. (laughs) But yeah, essentially, we're you know this is a nice situation. Marie's been invited. She's led upstairs. She's got a room. And then, fuck me, this uh, guy turns up to the house and we are um, watching chaos. This is another funny games. You know, there is no reason, rhyme or reason for this violence. It's just I'm turning up. I'm going to start violence. And fuck me, the violence is like something like you've never seen. We get a chest of drawers used as like a decapitation device um you know the, the main thing is around this switchblade slicing and dicing and oh it's beautiful the blood the gore the cinematography is amazing it's so tense though isn't it i mean i know obviously don't want to play on the bleak title for high tension but the, the bit where the guy's stalking around the house and she's like hiding and she's like terrified for her life it is so tense and like the the holding when she holds her breath when he's in the bedroom, fucking hell! Like this is what I love forever. This this is what I love about this film is that it does things differently. And this is what part I really loved is that she's not stupid, and she's like, and it, the attention to detail is like, right, if I'm gonna make sure that he's not gonna find me and kill me, I've got to make sure I've made the bed, I've dried the fucking sink out so it looks like I haven't used it turn off all the lights and I'm going to fucking hide, not somewhere obvious and make him feel like that, that no one's here. And you know, he's a fucking good killer because he checks all those things. And I just thought that little bit, it was fucking awesome. It was. And then if, when you get, end up watching it through the fact that, okay, this is the major spoiler, <laughs> you know, this is her. He's spoiling it early. If you've got to do it because of the parallels but of her character and the killer, because obviously they are the same person that we find out later and it's boom, oh my god. But that that's it's 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 watching it through that and understanding like because at the time I didn't see that. I watched it as if it was the killer and watching all the details. But you think about it, her attention to detail is his attention to detail. Yeah, exactly. And, and they coalesce. And I think like you must have seen that watching it when you remembered but i didn't have a fucking clue i just thought fuck it's just it's genius Uh, she's really clever he's really meticulous it's just it's it's nuts well the mother of the family's kill like she sort of staggers in the bedroom you think she's hiding in the closet and then obviously she gets her throat slit and then the killer goes she comes out the closet and then the mother's not dead but sort of goes why essentially to her and then you're like you're like well what you saying why for and then like she pulls her hand up and he's cut her fucking hand off and you're like what the fuck I'm just watching god jesus that's fucking i forgot about the hand getting cut off i was like wow that's brutal but obviously spoiler spoilerific she's asking her why have you done this um but yeah, but let, let's not to mention we've forgotten a major part of this when when she's on her mini disc having a good old finger blast, I thought that was great because like you know she couldn't hear anything that was going on, so that because it was like and, and again attention to detail is like 
well, how are we going to make sure that she don't hear this fucking chest of drawers slamming into this guy's fucking head and this woman screaming? Oh, yeah, put a mini disc on. Fucking wow, good. <laughs> and let's not, uh, I think a big major part of this as well that we have to kind of not dance around is that Marie is obviously infatuated and, and obsessed by Alex, which yeah. is her girlfriend. Friend. But- well, at the big start, she's calling her a slut because she sleeps with loads of men and all this type of stuff. And she's sort of shaming her to go like, you know, all these blokes are treating you like shit. But it doesn't it doesn't give you any key indication that what's about to happen. No. It literally doesn't. You, 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 like I said, that's the genius of it. There's no like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, if you go and watch it again, and I don't know if there's some of the criticism leveled at it because I did a bit of reading around it as well. And there's loads of criticism saying, oh, the fuck, there's loads of plot holes and everything like that. And I'm like, you know, he's taking things far too literally here. <laughs> yeah, You're dealing I mean, with like someone whose mental health ain't all there. She's she's obsessive, clearly obsessive. Her mate doesn't know to what degree. And then you've got this schizophrenic behaviour, behave, this instant that's just completely batshit. And the amount of blood, the gore, um, the visceral nature, the stalking, the tension that you're seeing marie being stalked when reality it's alex and you get that whole fear factor it's just nuts it is when i saw the playback of the video in the in the petrol station um and when she forgot how subtle that was as well i thought it was a massive reveal and then i thought oh that's a bit lackluster i couldn't remember it being the reveal being that lame yeah it was it was just like oh and you're like i was like oh shit (laughs) i was fucking that was hurting and i remembered i was like dumbass and it was just like fuck it's almost like they i think they were impact would have been better if they just left that out and they just did a big montage of like showing her kill that that, the montage bit at the end instead but did the biggest the biggest giveaway if you watch it again the biggest giveaway to her being the killer is when she goes into the bathroom she tries to hide in the toilets yeah mm. and she obviously goes into the female toilets okay which the killer goes into first and opens every cubicle in there and she ain't there but it's impossible for her not to be in one of them mm. because he then goes into the men's bathroom yeah and she does vice versa yeah where yeah, she's yeah. sort of like then projecting that where she is essentially mm. He doesn't wash his hands either. When yeah. This <laughs> dirty bastard. But can we just quickly get back a little bit? We've gone fast forward a bit. I just want to go back to the house real quick because obviously she's infatuated by Alex and Alex is chained and gagged to the bed. And obviously her reaction is just going crazy. Alex's reaction to her when she comes in the room is like she's crazy. She's like, you know, trying to get away from her but it is she or is she just fucking scared to her wits because you know and and this is the point where you're like i i obviously i never guessed this the first time i was watching it at all but when you look at it back it's just like there's a this very there's quite a lot of occasions where alex is like i don't want to take the knife i don't want to sit next to you i don't want you to be near me and then when you look at it back you're like fucking hell yeah she really doesn't want to be near her because she's literally just murdered her whole fucking family, including her little kid brother that she's gunned down. We forgot about that. that yeah, as well. that's such a good thing because you never see it until flash at the end. Mm. Like, sorry for fast forward, but you never. So there's always that little bit in your mind that says, "Oh, did the little lad get away? Did he get away?" Mm. 
nope. <laughs> really bollocks. But yeah, like the whole cat and mouse thing. Again, there's other, like other stuff that could be explained like with the car. I guess it's all going on in her head. But there's some of the scenes that you see and the post is so... The post with her and that fucking angle grinder. Well, for I the mean, angle grinder, though, mate, the strangulation scene. Mm. Like when he essentially grabs her with a sheet and she's getting basically gasping for air. That's fucking brutal. It looks real. Yeah. And I guarantee you, because the sort of director he is, he probably fucking made that very difficult because he's quite he's quite hard on his cast, I've heard. And I wonder if um, Robert Kirkman got the idea for Lucille from this film. <laughs> yeah, that would run through my mind. I mean, the fucking use of the um, stick with the uh, barbed wire and like the visceral nature, again, it's reminiscent of Irreversible in terms of the the impact that it sort of produced. I think it's fantastic. I got, I got to give props, right? I know we haven't spoken about it much, but but the killer, well, the supposed killer guy, is fucking awesome. I love him because he's they make him such a, uh, although it's a figment of our imagination, they make him such a devious fucking bastard, and he's just like the way like he's drinking Jack Daniels and he's pouring it all over the girl in the back of the car, and then he lights a match, but he scares her and and little things like. I loved, I totally forgot about the fact that she, you know, um, Maria's got a gun and then she goes, oh, he's fucked now because I've got a gun. But then he's there with his hand out the window, dropping the bullets because he's taking the bullets out of the gun. I just think those little touches there and just, it just makes it all so much like it kind of like pulls you away from thinking that it is. I remember the first time I watched, I didn't have a clue. I didn't have a clue until i saw that last bit and i saw i fucking loved it so much so go on the butch angle grinder time yeah <laughs> what a fuck it i mean it's a really you know not very um i don't know you wouldn't no think hold bars. it's so fucking big and clunky and you couldn't, there's not often any situation that a killer could really get away of using that, apart from being this whole cat and mouse. I mean, it's fucking huge. Um, and the way it goes through the car and, oh, my God, takes apart the fucking, the driver. I mean, that's so visceral. Um, it's just, it's not a practical weapon, but it's cool <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. It looks amazing. And her petite frame carrying it is incredible to watch. It really does match it and stuff like that. I didn't, once we knew that she was the killer, the flip back and forth between like her not her being this, like the whole schizophrenia of her being this, you know, podgy hick didn't really make much sense. I could have just done with just watching her do it. Um, but I mean, it could have been just him and it would have been a great movie. The twist is ridiculous um and just makes you go i don't understand why i just watched i get it but like it could have been that killer like a you know a non-mythical jeepers creepers moment and it would have been it would have worked as a movie and would have still been outstanding it what lifts it into another dimension is is the twist it's it's incredible to watch and that, again that fucking angle grinder or it's not even that it's like a fucking car destroyer <laughs> yeah it's it's brilliant though it's such a great weapon yeah not only that it's like 
obviously the blood involved in it is just insane amount of blood but then the effects of when Alex is trying to kind of get away and she pulls that massive shard of glass out of the back of her ankle anything to do with ankles man like where you're pulling stuff out it's just like what the fuck yeah it's just it's just insane really really good really good but the, the for and, me yeah, as well he, he, he i love like a, i love like a last shot and I, when she obviously she sort of because um, obviously right at the start of the film she sort of finds that car and you think she's the one in distress and she's in the the mental hospital and then obviously it comes back around at the end and she's in cuffs and she's in hospital and then that thing where you've got Alex is behind the screen and she's going oh she can't see me can she and she just sort of turns and reaches for her mm-hmm. oh my god it was a proper little jumpy moment because they were like Din! like that and it ended it was like whoa, whoa, whoa. brilliant loved it let's get on to some Matt's facts cool yeah I have got quite a few little facts about this one, one thing I wanted to talk about real quickly that I didn't do on my digging and Matt's facts that I was quite proud of myself when she picks up one of the dolls in the room right at the start um there's a crack down the cheek like a crack which mirrors the fact foresees the fact that she gets slashed in the cheek well that's quite interesting that they that I did, they didn't find that out on on uh online which was interesting so um sorry? Alex sort of love her a bit more by replicating something that's dead or something Ooh. yeah so um the camera used during the car attack scene got so much fake blood on it during the shooting that when it was being used on another film later on that fake blood oozed from it during the focusing of a shot <laughs> oh, hell. that's how much blood was used um the film is set in the south of france but was actually shot entirely in romania due to budgetary reasons and the availability of similar locations the shot where the fake blood splatters over the camera lens during the murder of the driver was actually an accident, but the shot impressed director Alexandra Arja, so it was left in the film. The graphic shot was cut from the theatrical release, though, but was restored on the DVD release. This was interesting. I knew this. I read this before. Influenced by the Dean Koontz novel, Intensity, which is apparently meant to be absolutely amazing, uh, director-writer Alexandra Arja had read the novel prior to making um, High Tension. Despite the similarities, Coons later elected not to pursue a plagiarism case as because he found the film so puerile and disgusting and so intellectually intellectually bankrupt that he didn't want the association with it and it would inevitably come if he pursued an action against the filmmaker as quoted on his website. the overalls that the killer is wearing, if you if you look at them closely, uh, the whole time they say Arja and Fares on the back. The director's name is Alexandra Arja. This is uh, quite a long one. According to the director, the screenplay version of the f- film had the entire movie from Marie's version of event- events. You didn't find out she was the killer until the end of the film after Marie defeats the killer and rescues Alex when it would be cut back to the hospital room and you would see Marie in handcuffs. A police officer would roll in a TV and show Marie the video of her killing the gas station attendant and ask if she wanted to change her story. The real version of the events was meant to be another movie entirely. However, 
when the writers presented the script to Luc Besson, he convinced them to change the ending to include the last reel of the film revealing Marie as the killer instead of the last five minutes. Luc Besson had a lot to do with this, and there were six kills, including the dog. Bastards. Oh, oh yeah, the dog. Oh, Hen- Hendrix? That's more sad than the kid died. It was. Lots of children oh. died in this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, absolute genius. I mean, for me, uh, I don't mind rating this first. It's a 10. It's a fucking masterpiece of a movie. It really yep. is. 10 for me, man. I just like, fucking love it. Like, absolute must is everybody should watch this film. It's one of those films like, you know, like Martyrs, like Inside, like, you know, I'd put that up there with, um, what's the one about the car fucking? Love that one. Titan. Titan, <laughs> yeah. Love that as well. Can't wait to see it. But yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? It's where it's like, you must see it because it's fucking depraved, but brilliant. <laughs> well, I don't know if this has ever happened before, lads. We've agreed on both of the films. So, yeah, like all both films, all six scores are exactly the same. So yeah, a big fat juicy uh, angle grinder of a ten, bloody yeah. ten, amazing. And it's been so long since I've seen it, and yeah, I just and Geordie Paul, what did you send us via WhatsApp the other day about this film? Well, yeah, so it's actually available. It's been re-released in some beautiful box set. Second uh, sight second sight and it looks br- it looks lovely um i mean second it's, sight, it's not called switchblade romance but uh yeah if you second if you want to sponsor us second sight that would well, be amazing just send me some free shit please second because <laughs> we love yeah, your we love your editions they're beautiful available to pre-order from britain's best entertainment retailer <laughs> this brings us on to it's uh mr boucher's pick what you got for us big man it better be fucking good so far 2002 or 1984 1984 all the time 2002 okay oh well i get the final vote the it's gonna be a movie called the initiation i've not seen it no idea it's about a, a group of sorority girls going to a mall and um shit goes down never heard of it before I've not even uh, heard of this one. Yeah. Oh, God. I found it on Arrow. That's not good. I found it on Arrow. Oh, God. The poster looked, the poster looked interesting, so I thought I'd pick it. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so I've got no... Yeah, expect- look, we've, we've had a couple of good ones by this method before, so, yeah. <laughs> Remember the intruder like in the mall on the supermarket? Oh, yeah. See, another oh, more mate, that was fucking brilliant. I love that. Another more movie. There we go. The Initiation, it's called. Could be like um, a shopping mall. <laughs> but uh yeah so i got no idea what to expect i don't even remember seeing this in any of the um in search of darkness which no, which, probably which really could mean cause i don't know what that means <laughs> um take that take that as you as you as you want are you, um, saving, the other, the other, are you saving the other pick from 2000? 2002 one was uh, cabin fever so that's what you could have won oh. <laughs> But I've just seen the script, the poster for the initiation, and I wonder why you've picked this one. <laughs> oh, there's two reasons, is there? Yeah, there's two reasons. A left and a right one. So, <laughs> buttocks. Um, right. Um, that was uh, episode. Ass man. 
that was episode 142 uh thanks everyone for listening and staying uh with us um getting a lot of new listeners in the last couple of um months so thanks can continue listening let us know your thoughts put a rating on uh uh what's that called uh you know do a little rating on apple podcast you do it through apple podcast oh, geez, little, yeah yeah give us a little rating and a little word we'll, we'll read it out have you got one any any to read out matt no we got a nice email though didn't we we did get a nice email would you, you like read, me to read it out do you want to read the email i was gonna save it for another time but i'll do it today as you requested i'll do it today so we've been contacted via email, which was really, really nice to see. It's always good. It really helps us when we kind of hear from people that listen to the pod. Um, I'm just going to read out an email we got um, from a guy um, called Andrew. We got an email from a guy called Andrew. Um, he just said, hi, guys. Uh, just wanted to first of all say that I love the podcast. Discovered you about a year ago and have since burned through all episodes so far, mostly on my commute to work. Uh I, I don't know if I feel sorry for you or I, I'm happy for that. Listen to our voices drone on, but that's cool. I'm glad you liked it. Um, thought I'd throw in a couple of suggestions for the movie from the vault, he said. Um, first up, he said, Blade has its 25th anniversary in November, so surely it has to be reviewed. And having watched it recently, I was surprised how much horror is in it back when Marvel wasn't owned by Disney and it has one of the best opening scenes in a horror film in history, which I kind of agree with yeah. to a point because that fucking opening scene is banging. Uh, and continuing the vampire theme, he said, how about the cult classic 1986 vamp starring the one and only Grace Jones? And he said, keep up the great work, Andy. Thanks for that email, mate. Really appreciate it. It really keeps us kind of going those little emails. And I have got a copy of Vamp still in the cellophane from, I bought from the Arrow sale which is on my list to do. Well, in that case, I, I, I feel that coming in the next couple of uh, couple of episodes. Awesome choices. Grace cool. Jones freaks me out, lads. Really does. <laughs> oh, I was scared though. about as a, a view to a kill. Is it a view to a kill? Yeah, a view to a kill. James Bond, terrified of her. So, <laughs> might be a good more, one. <laughs> even more reason to watch it. I did, um, I did send out a little thank you package, uh, package to Andy. I uh, hope you received it and I hope you like it. Sweet. Get in touch, guys, and you could be mentioned on the podcast. All right. Moving on to episode 143. We will be reviewing, uh, hopefully, Thanksgiving. I think that's coming out um, for us to uh, dive into. Um, We'll have another something to scream about for you guys. And I'll move from the vault. I just picked 1984's Initiation for reasons unknown. And without further ado, there's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreathPod at Hotmail.com. <laughs>